0: You are
1: listening to Arc Radio podcast. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Today Ramadan. 87.7 FM program, Reflections. I am your host Zubair Akram, and with me, as always, I have my guest Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. As always, I have my guest Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. With me, Assalamualaikum, Sheikh.
0: Assalamualaikum, Wa Rahmatullah.
1: Sheikh, uh, living our faith uh, in, in the context that we live in um today was uh, a big day for u k elections results came through and uh, uh we we've had a hung parliament um and
0: I take it that the parliament should not be hung <laughs>
1: <laughs> parliament should not be hung but uh, so when
0: i was younger i used to i was into um, um anarchism so bakunin and kropotkin i used to read a lot of. okay and bakunin said that anyone if anyone um um, claims or asked to represent you, kill them. <laughs> so this is extremism <laughs> in its most potent form. So that's um, obviously that was the time of revolutions in, in Europe, and yeah. it's obvious this idea that you represent yourself and uh, and complete and immediate democracy. So we've come a long way since since Europe's come a long way since that time when you had internationalism, yeah. and you had um, you know the kind of the far right Nazi kind of nationalism as well and um, so you kind of have a de- democratic process now so you obviously have a hung as you say a hung parliament
1: yeah yeah we, we have a hung parliament but w- w- what's relevant to our program here is that w- we are discussing uh, living our faith um, in, in the context that we live in uh, in, in its various forms and shapes uh, uh, the challenges that we are faced with uh, and living where we are living it becomes more more uh, important for us to understand is it going to be any different from if we were living in, in a Muslim heartland uh, uh, as opposed to living uh, in a place where we as Muslims um, live in a, as a minority community and the challenges that we have uh, relating to what we've seen today uh, it, there was a lot of uh, uh, activity around we must vote and we should vote and have your say um, there was a, there, there was quite a quite a bit of commotion uh, around that uh, within the Muslim community as well. Mm.
0: Um, Is that the, whether you should vote or with or who you should vote for? Yeah, who should
1: uh, w- vote? And there, the, I think we didn't hear too much of that noise that we used to hear. Oh, the debate, start, not really a debate, but there there the, the were voices that uh, always starting to discuss: Can we vote? Is it? Is democracy a good thing, a halal thing, a haram thing, e- even to that extent? Mm. And should we vote? Should we not vote? So all of that, and then if someone, uh, we 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 say we encourage, we must have engagement at every level, at political level, at um, the civic life level, uh, at you know third sector level, um, and if some of us. They go on to support political parties. They go, they go on to the platforms. It becomes an issue. You know, are you mm-hmm. supporting all the issues? Are you not supporting this issue, that issue? Mm-hmm. Coming back to to today's results and 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 hung parliament. As a Muslim, uh, what am I supposed to? Uh, what sense am I making out of of these results? Shall we say, or or or, or how am I supposed to respond to this? As as a Muslim living here,
0: so you obviously the, the listeners can't see a massive grin on my face because I'm not a political analyst.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you are. No, no. <laughs> but it's it's not it's it's not per se about what the results are right. about about where we are in 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 the in the in the things. It, it affects everyone. Uh-huh. Um, so th- there was this Brexit, and then then there yeah. was early elections, and now we are going on to a situation where. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of activity in in in, in the parliament where uh, negotiations, renegotiations will take place within the parties, and on what principles? What are the principles that people should cooperate? What are the principles that we should be looking out as a Muslim to support? To say this is the right thing to support?
0: Mm. It's it's quite a wide thing, and I think probably if you ask the same question to another um, imam or scholar, it'll probably give you a different type of answer so I don't think it's one of those things that you can say as a Muslim what does the Sharia say to you about the 2017 mm. British general election where you have a hung parliament and you have Brexit and all these things I think we in our faith we do have general very broad principles that helped us to navigate any issue and in, this ty- in these types of scenarios it's always important to kind of keep them in mind uh, and there are sometimes people; they make sense to them, but they sometimes they don't think um, why we should try and apply them, or even how we can apply them. Uh, like, for example, one of the b- most basic. If we go to, if I just went to the most basic principle of Islamic law, it's about dar al mafasid al Masalih. It is a very simple. That's actually the basis of Sharia. If you, if you understand Sharia, that's actually the basis of it, which is to um, to um, kind of fight against. Um, evil or something that's negative or something that is going to be harmful is more important than um, trying to gain some kind of privilege mm. or benefit mm-hmm. so what's a per- the perfect example of that is something, a very famous sheikh from Egypt Imam Sha'arawi, uh, you probably know him he's a great, great popular speaker in English, I don't think he, he knew English but in, in Arabic he was very popular yeah. in, in the in the 80s and 90s Rahmatullah and, and he was had an amazing quality And capacity to explain the Quran In a very simplified way okay. He was explaining um, This idea of This concept of law And he basically said If I throw an apple towards you And at the same time I throw a knife towards you And they're going, both going to come to you At the same time um, what are you, What's your reaction? Are you going to try and catch the apple? Or are you going to try and dodge the knife? So obviously If, 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 if the knife hits you And you've got the apple in your hand You're mm-hmm. going to die So you can't benefit from the apple mm-hmm. So Always what we do is, and, and Sharia law specifically does this as well, it enshrines the fact that um, preventing harm uh, is, is more important than, than gaining benefit. Okay. So in other words, wh- what you look at is, okay, there's a, is a, there's a situation here where you can actually gain certain things, concessions, for example. And politicians always talk about, you know, weighing up concessions and, and benefits. Mm-hmm. If you can get concessions, it's for yourself, but if you can stop some kind of harm happening on a wider level, that is sometimes a lot of politicians don't think about that. But in Islamic law, actually, it's more important to preserve um, certain core values and make sure you know that kind of stability remains rather than trying to pull um, benefit. And that's why, why just if I do want to go into that realm of <laughs> political anal- analysis, if you look at the, the Tory party when they announced the election, the reason why... Uh, a lot of the people that should have voted for them which is the UKIP mm-hmm. contingent they should have all been mocked up by the, the Conservatives, they would have got 80, 80 majority or something the reason why they did not, a lot of them did not go to do and do that is because they saw the Conservative Party specifically wanting to have gained something mm. regardless of what, that ha- what effect that had on other parties or even the, the country itself Mm. Even though they said it's from a strong, stable leadership, yeah, yeah, um, but the reality was they want, just wanted a massive majority, yeah, yeah, and the, it was the, the, the party. Thing there was a gap there, just now and then. Party wanted which is basically to accrue and gain benefit for themselves. But in Islamic law, what we say is opposite. You have to try and preserve um, more broader principles before you try and gain some kind of benefit for yourself. This is why things like riba interest. For example, it may be a personal interest to you to mm. take an interest-bearing mm. loan, or 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 benefit from usury, but Islamic law says, well, what's the what's the effect on the wider society? The effect on wider society is inflation, um, and you know people making taking advantage of the fact they have wealth and other people don't. It creates debt, for example. So this principle and is probably one of the most important, and therefore. One aspect is just a general thing that you know when we're, we're dealing with things we look we look at general principles. But other issue, in terms of our connection to this, is that we have to be involved fully civically. Um, mm. As a principle of our faith, you have to have a full engagement with the civic sphere. Which no, means here, here's
1: my issue here, right? That, that, that growing in in a in a practicing Muslim scene where people are talking about faith and there is manifestations. It is only with some reluctance that you will join a political process, mm-hmm. because every every political party has within their manifesto something which 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 conflicts with Islamic values. Mm-hmm. In that situation, how do you then engage without this feeling of you compromising your faith, you are compromising your deen?
0: But I would I would disagree okay. with that because of something that probably a lot of listeners don't know about which is that, that our concept of Islamic law and sharia even in, in, in the Muslim heartlands when it was applied mm-hmm. in the kind of classical sense if you want mm-hmm. to go down memory lane and say okay we wanted to go back to this say, no, Umar's time is the most perfect time mm-hmm. you understand so if you ask a European historian about um, Islamic history and the great per- personalities of Islamic history the mention the Prophet Ali, Alaihi them as being non-Muslims, they will mention him, Alaihi Wasallam. The second person they will mention is Omar, and they'll mention him as the just. In other words, he was he was the epitome of the perfect fruition of Islamic law and state, mm-hmm. and civic society. Mm-hmm. Within his um, time, you you see so many examples which show that, you know, what you just said, which is you know, if a Muslim engages in politics and goes into a political party, they're compromising their the belief or Principles or you know values. There are certain values that that you allow other people to have, even though you don't share them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is not negating the values that you hold yourself.
1: I'll give you an example. Th- that, that, that doesn't fall under this category of s- some of the shades. Uh, you know, we. I remember a certain political figure and Muslim figure getting accused of takia. Mm-hmm. That y- you know, you don't really believe, but you're hiding the fact mm-hmm. uh, that that you don't really believe that, and you're just here to have your own own ends meet, mm-hmm. and, and you're not revealing exactly what you actually believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a different thing. That's that's a person who, I mean, I don't know the issues about that, but basically, that is something different, which is um, it comes under this idea of mudahana or mudara, mudahana and mudara are two very important topics actually if you think about politics siasa is actually um, the process of gaining benefit and and repulsing harm but in this, there's this idea of mudara and mudahana mudahana is to um, sell your values for a world again in other words this is what you're talking you you Mm -hmm. seem to be alluding to, which is you believe something but you're doing something, you're expressing something else for the simple reason that you want to get ahead Yes. In the world, yes. you want to get elected. That's in the politics. But in other aspects, that'll be the same case. That you'll, you, for example, you want to get um, somebody, somebody, you want somebody to, you want, you want to buy somebody's house, and you want to get it for a cheaper price, and you show them that, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. member of such and such a mosque, or I pray there, and I fast, and this and that. Mm-hmm. So the person is a good, pious Muslim. I'll give them the house cheaper, or you know, I'll, I'll give them more time to. That's you selling your religion for worldly benefit mm-hmm. whether it's politics whether it's something else but there's also something called mudara mudara is something that the Prophet um, did himself mm-hmm. which is to express an opinion about something but then when it would be obvious that he would s- express it again he did not and then he was he was asked about that the famous example is of Aisha radiallahu anha mm-hmm. there's a person the Prophet said about him this is the worst of people and if you know the Prophet spoke ill of him because of his qualities. In other words he was not to be trusted and he he made Aisha understand who this person was. And to the point that he warned, basically warned her about him. And when this person came into the company of the Prophet he sat and the Prophet turned to him and he smiled to him and he and he was very 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 hospitable to the Prophet Sallallahu and then Aisha, he, all of a sudden, when met the man left, Aisha was really confused because the Prophet she said, you said this when he was away, and then when he was here, you treat him with such respect and dignity. And and, and he said, oh, Aisha, um, the, the, indeed the worst of people are those that are treated well, out of a fear of their evil. Was, this is just part of politics. If we think about politics in that sense of being... You know, not saying what you exactly what you were saying, which is to to not exactly say what you you intend. Mm-hmm. But the prophet said in, in that example, what did he do? He said, look, there's a benefit in dealing with this person in this way, because if we don't, then the damage of that, the da- the outfall of that, which is the person will get angry, or they'll have a tribe behind them, and they will go away, and then they will plot against the Medinan state, and they will undermine it, and they will side with khadz, uh, you know with with bani Ghatafan or with the Quraysh the problem is looking at the long term mm. and a lot of times and in fact most times I, I think the, the Muslim community have none of that wisdom so in, in two, practice two, two,
1: two concepts one is maddahanat, maddahanat in Urdu as well Madahanat. Madahana and the second one you said mudara mudara which is um, what you explained that for the greater benefit, you you only reveal part, and you don't reveal everything, so that there is a greater benefit later on.
0: Yeah, so it's not taqiya. Taqiya is to is, is to uh, uh, systematically uh, misrepresent what you're saying to everybody. Whereas mudara is actually to be wise in your dealings with somebody. Because if you deal with them uh, as reality should be, which is mm-hmm. the person's evil, um, the the outcome of that will be really really bad. Mm. And that's a situation in normal day-to-day life. It's not to do with being in a Muslim country or non-Muslim country. Okay. Yeah. It's a human being. But the thing is, how do you know if you're doing it right? You need to have be equipped with what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. This is why education is so important. Because if you think that's not right, um, that might be limited to your understanding of it. There might be somebody else who says that's perfectly permitted. And so a lot of these issues, first of all, it comes down to knowledge. And 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 a lot, you know, politicians should take advice from people of knowledge and wisdom that know these issues. And then go ahead with wisdom in in what they're doing.
1: Reflections uh, with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Um, We're discussing living our faith uh, in the context that we live in, um, and especially with with this uh, political um, maneuvering that's taking place, trying to understand, uh, as a Muslim, how we are supposed to think, act uh, in short term, and also um, living in this country, our political engagement what does the faith say about that?
0: Yes, yeah, so we were we talking about two. We kind of got to the point where we touched upon two topics or two yeah. concepts, which is modahana and modara. Modahana is to sell your religious convictions um, for a worldly benefits, whereas modara is to use your um, your wisdom to gain some kind of benefit, which is um, religious in a way that seems to be selling your 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 values mm-hmm. it's not the case mm-hmm. so when the prophet ﷺ um <coughs> spoke to this person who is evil and he was known to be evil and and corrupt in, in a way that he he seemed to be doing the complete opposite which is almost to invite him and and court him for his benefit and and to deal courteously with him aisha saw that she was surprised and she said why do you do that mm. she, and he said that the worst of people is the one that is treated well out of a fear of their their harm so the person dealt with him kindly because if he didn't a person would have created such havoc uh, and that is a basic principle that we kind of um understand so you have to understand what what the evil of the person is yeah. in the first place Sh-
1: sharing sharing <coughs> sharing a stage uh, we've been <coughs> kind of um under a lot of criticism uh, sometimes um oh you're giving that person so much is uh, so much uh, honor mm-hmm. and yet he does x y and z in his real life and uh, he's known for uh, kind of violating sharia uh, mm-hmm. publicly and yet you're sharing platform you're sharing a stage with them you, you, you're giving them a lot of honor
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that something that also is through wisdom that you decide on case by case basis or do we have this carte blanche kind of like black and white approach here we we and also then it becomes a case of oh how are you how pure are you yourself mm. you, you can't share a stage with mm. someone you think is not conforming to sharia yeah
0: that's a different that's a different issue mudahan and mudara which i was talked about is slightly different because okay. in those situations um it is not a planned thing that you do usually it's something that you do um in in the, in this in the specific situation to overt or avert a, a specific negative consequence. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're planning something, then you have to look at what message are you giving out. So that's a slightly different thing. Mm-hmm. But even there, so it's a, it's a different thing, but even there, it's a case-by-case mm-hmm. um, situation where there is an a- aspect of giving recognition and honour to something that is known about a specific person, which should not be um, propagated and promoted. Mm -hmm. So if it gets to the point where the person is only known for a specific thing Mm -hmm. and then you are using that person who's only known for that specific thing for a worldly purpose or even Mm -hmm. a religious purpose, Mm -hmm. then you have to start to question whether you will affect the message itself. Mm -hmm. So that's a different thing from Mudara. Mudara is, is to do it where there is multiple issues at stake and you 're getting a benefit from it, which is you're not you 're averting harm, remember this issue of mm-hmm. harm mm-hmm. and the Prophet actually mentioned it um out of a fear of their their their, their wickedness or their, or their evil, in other words, that thing I talked about right at the beginning, which is that Islamic law is m- most <clears throat> properly based upon um, preventing harm mm. is of importance here, and whereas your situation that you 're ex- examining is actually I would say it would be the opposite because you're probably looking to gain something to benefit from mm-hmm. the, the, the setting that you're talking hypothetically talking about. And therefore, in that situation, there's other rules that come into play, which is, um, is it for people looking at it, what, what's, what was the message that they're gaining from that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I shared a problem with a couple of people a couple of years ago um, that I just completely disagreed with, but I I felt that it was important to... To be on the stage, but it wasn't a stage where you're working on, a, on the same thing. You're actually it was a debate mm-hmm. or a panel discussion, um, and even that I, I realized afterwards that people had um, said, oh, you, "You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have done it," and, and it's giving them. But then you, you're talking about then who then goes on to it, yeah, and then who challenges and who discusses. and I remember what the, the, the first debate. It was actually interesting because at the end, the person that I was on the platform with, they were they had a very rough ride during the panel and then afterwards because um, of some of the points I m- mentioned they were in a very difficult situation because mm-hmm. they'd ov- obviously promoted certain policies with the government which were not not um, not, in, not in in the favour of the Muslim community and it was painting the Muslim community in a bad light mm-hmm. um, and therefore at that situation you have to case by case you have to decide and my issue is if if you don't engage then who engages but that's mm-hmm. a more of a debate panel thing yeah but everybody has to take case-by-case case advice. Yeah, I, I think that's Live
1: sli- sli- slightly different from what, what was in my mind. One of you <laughs> debating and the other is actually you, you're inviting people on your stage so mm-hmm. that you, you could...
0: Work on a good project. Good project. See, that's the the good project is secondary to the negative that can come out of it. Mm. Do you remember what I said about... See, that's an example of the issue that I said, the general principle, which is, seems such an abstract, strange principle, which is that you try and prevent harm before you try and gain benefit or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, kind of ble- some kind of gain. That's, that is that is a rule that can apply if you know it well, you can apply it in different situations. So your situation, you're trying to get people together for a mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. cause. That takes second seconds, it takes a lower importance to what what is the possible harm of this at the community level. Mm. And if the harm is more than the, the benefit, then you have to re-review re- re- what is happening and i have this issue i mean with them um, you know if you have a talk and then you have nishid artists for example and the talk is for two minutes and the nishidartis is going for hours yeah i don't take part in that because then you're giving a very strange message to your population which is mm-hmm. the the thing that is permitted which is nishid Mm-hmm. Is given much more importance than um, Giving, spreading wisdom And especially if it's a religious kind of setting yeah. Where you're supposed to be You know so It's a case by case thing So sure. sometimes it, you will say I'll do it Sometimes you say you won't But it's no hard and fast rules in Islamic law That's why you know The Prophet said that one alim is more hard upon the shaitan Than a hundred people that worship why is that? Because the alim can, can make sure that what the worship that's being done and, and the obedience that is done in, is done correctly. Mm. Whereas a person who's worshipping is just going to say haram, haram, haram. And they're just going to end up saying everything is, is one thing. Yeah. Or permitted, permitted, permitted. Without any differentiation between based upon your time and place, the geographical location you're in, the expediencies of the time, the needs of the time, the greater benefits. All these mm. things have to be taken into account. Mm-hmm. So... If you don't, I mean, then you're 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 going to the point where you're you're actually belittling the sunnah of the Prophet because the prosim did it himself, mm. like the mudara the Prophet engaged in. I've got I've actually got a book on on that just that simple concept of mudara, the rules of mudara and the examples of mudara at the time of the Prophet and the companions. Mm. And this is a big issue about the, the salaf. They did it, mm. and it was for because they had a they had a much wiser understanding of Islamic law that I think nowadays we're, we're missing because we're also fixated on the outward aspects of mm-hmm. this is this and black and white and, and everything is, as I say it is, not as, you know, the sharia is very nuanced, it's very mm-hmm. gray in a lot of issues. And you know that mm-hmm. yourself. In Islamic law, the Qur'an has about 500 verses on, on, on issues of fiqh. But out of those, there's very few that are actually related to the types of topics we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The majority of it is understood from Numerous hadiths of Prophet And scholars' understandings That sometimes change over time as well mm. And so, you know, these issues require um, Wisdom
1: m- m- Moving on from there as, well, in, in a similar direction actually that w- When you when we're deciding this uh, Who should be allowed sh- Who should not be allowed There is this element of I don't know if it's the same word in Arabic Nakhwa Um You know kind of amounting to religious bigotry
0: what's the first word used?
1: Nakhwa uh, n- 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 yeah Nakhwa it's, it's um, you're feeling better than others you, you, because you're religious because you have knowledge because it's, it's an Arabic word it's an Arabic nakhwa,
0: word which means raising your nose ok is that what it means okay. Manakh is like Manakh. The, your nostrils
1: Okay, so that's Urdu. In the so the you can
0: imagine Punjab <laughs> in inflating his nostrils. <laughs> inflating his nostrils. Okay. Or,
1: or it, you know, it thinking something of yourself uh-huh. because someone is less religious than you. Right. Or, or the, the practices are overtly not according to Sharia. Mm-hmm. And th- this, this state of your heart of thinking better than others becoming judgmental how do we judge where we are uh in, in our heart on that and what was the cure for that
0: i think the first thing is there's nothing wrong with seeing, you're looking almost like um calibrating your religious practice yeah according to a, a norm so saying this is good this is not good um but remember Sufyan al-Thawri rahmatullah Great Salaf One of the great scholars of the Salaf He said that there is He said that every sin And every indiscretion or wrong action That is from the shahwat He says this, that can, the forgiveness for that can be um, Expected from Allah And then he says that every wrong action and sin Whose origin is um, This idea of um, The nafs and Ta'ali, which he talked about, he says it's, his forgiveness should not be expected from Allah. And then he gives the example of Adam, والسلام, who ate from the fruits of, of the tree, forbidden tree, which is Shahwa. Mm. He desired to do and he ate it. Mm. Allah forgave him. And therefore, don't overlook that and think. On the opposite, Shaitan, he says, I am better than him. He looked at Adam and said, I am better than him. Yeah, you created me from fire and you created him from clay. There he, he will not be forgiven Because Allah in Nakarajim, Allah says that indeed you are accursed And you're, you're, you're repulsed mm-hmm. And therefore you have a situation where you Seem to be doing something Which is to say okay I want to make sure that my religious practice is good And I'm saying this person's is not But in doing that what have you done You have done the sin of Of Iblis mm-hmm. Which is Ana minhu. Mm. And therefore the mindset There should, you should never have that mindset What you should have and to make sure that people understand it, is to understand what's permitted, what's not, and then to advise.
2: Mm.
0: In other words, you don't sit and look at a person thinking, you know, they're not really a proper Muslim. Mm. Like that, never have it in your life, never have that mentality or that idea silently in your mind. Mm. What you can have and you should have is um, to recognize the situation and then be ma'idat al-hasana and then to give a good example or um, to advise or to, you know, teach in a way that's befitting of the prophetic Prophet Sallallahu uh, Alaihi teaching method. And that is what's needed, not to judge, but to help. In other words, this person that's next to you, you may have been in that situation mm. ten years ago, five years ago, two days ago, and therefore did you want somebody to look down on y- upon you in that situation? You didn't. Mm-hmm. And you would have wanted the person to have saved you, and especially if you come to the day of judgment, and you see a person that was close to you that could have advised you and they didn't. You will grab them. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you? Why did you not advise me? And the person you're looking down upon, do you not think that person will have the same um, attachment to you that you had the ability to teach me not to look down upon me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have two options: one is to, to think that you're better, and the other thing was to advise and to help. Yeah. And if you look at the prophesy, I them. One, the reason he was so magnetic in his personality was that people never felt that he would, didn't want what's best for them. Mm. They knew that if they were in his vicinity, he would help them out of the difficulty that they were in, the sin that they were in, the indiscretion or the distance from God that they were in, and that's why they came close to him. It's like the you know like the the butterflies and the and the moths that come close to the, to the lamp. They're attracted because there's something in that that they want, and the Prophet had this amazing quality that he was double qulub he is as as one of the scholars of Yemen said, he is the, the cure of, of the cure of hearts, the person that relieved the ailments of, of human hearts. And that the best one is that which he rectified people without telling them off, without repulsing them, without um, you know, going giving any kind of stern warning to them, he would actually do it for wisdom and, and counsel
2: which we are, insha'Allah, going to learn today is taken from Surah Al-Mu'minun, Surah number twenty-three, verse number hundred and fifty-nine, in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala teaches His companions to say, "Rabbana آمَنَّا faghfir lana, wa anta rahimin." Rabbana, O our Lord, آمَنَّا we have believed. Faghfir lana, so forgive us. and have mercy upon us. Wa anta and surely You are the best of the Merciful
1: that was a du'a that uh, we played yesterday as well we didn't quite complete that and mm-hmm. we have um, up until iftar time which is t- 7 past 10
0: yeah, so we talked about du'a this is again Surah Al-Mu'minun um, <coughs> and, and it's an important um, du'a but the, the kind of interesting about du'a is and why it's recommended and people should try and um, have, have a small book of du'a from the Qur'an and the son of the Prophet uh, and, and try and memorize those uh, and understand the English English meaning and then mm. uh, try and understand the Arabic and try and pro- perhaps memorize the Arabic and, and use it is that the, in the construction of the words and the meanings and the spirits there's something very special Like you, you cannot but notice in the Quranic um, du'as which is divinely revealed. It, remember it's the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has a very specific purpose. It teaches the du'as, teaches the etiquette of approaching God. It, it te- teaches the 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 means by which our du'as are accepted. It teaches the, it teaches us the context within which we should make du'as. So therefore, you know this type of du'a, which on, on the surface of it, when you played it yesterday, on the surface of it, it seemed very very simple, it has a lot of depth because every single word, in fact, letters, they have a lot of importance in how du'a should be used and how a du'a is effective as well. Mm. So part of it is not just that you you understand the du'a. So in a du'a, what do you have? You have the person making the du'a. You will have um, the need that they have. Mm. And then you'll have the the way that they, they, they do it in the context and the, the mindset. And then they'll look at also the, the, the success. So they'll look at how do we know whether it's been successful or not. Mm-hmm. In a dua you have all, all these elements within it. So not only the way that you say it, we also have an indication of what type of things you should ask for. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and then you have this idea of what kind of state should you be in mm-hmm. when you do it and also how do you know that it's been accepted? You know, what's the sign of it being accepted? And in this specific um, verse of the Quran, it's actually part of the end of the verse of actually it's actually in verse one oh nine. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they and this this is this is a a group of believers who say, "Rabbana." And I I talked about this yesterday this idea of,
1: so uh, it's a surah mu'minun.
0: Surah of Mu'minun, verse number one o nine. So the interesting here is the Quran is, is is actually paraphrasing something that people said before, and it's putting them putting it into Arabic and it's and it's putting it into restructuring it so it is effective. The first thing is This idea I talked about yesterday Which was Rabbana And in that There's two actual things Which is Within This The the, the, the talk of saying Rabbana And the words of saying Rabbana You have Rabb You you recognize something Very important Which is In this co- in this relationship Between me and you And myself And Allah Subhanahu wa ta- You're speaking to Allah mm. I know where I am And I know where you are In other words My mindset My psychology My, my state of heart Right from the first word shows The way I'm speaking The tone of voice I'm using That I understand what's happening here I'm the one that's needy And you're the one that can give Rabb um, is the one that sustains That gives mm-hmm. That looks and um, educates And gives In, in fact you have Tarbiyah From a similar root Which is actually to, to bring somebody up And to give them an education um, So Allah is the one that is is In the situation where He is imposing upon us our 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 upbringing and sustaining us and giving us blessings. So in a in a way this word is actually a praise of God. It's also a recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So before you've started, you know, it's is like good etiquette. You know, it's like a child speaking to you and, and, and just saying right away, give me my dinner or get me that toy. Completely different from, from the child coming up to you. And I've taught my daughter this actually. She she shouts to me, she's like seven years old. She mm. shouts I ignore her because she has to come up and tap my shoulder and she has to say, daddy, etc, etc. It's just etiquette because if she's taught that now, it means that she'll know that in any situation where you want attention from somebody, there's a, there's a protocol, there's a mannerism that's there. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something trivial. Just the fact that you can shout from the other side of the house and you will be heard right away doesn't mean it's the correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. To come all the way and then... She knows... She sh- shouts ten times and then she realises, oh, that's why he's not listening. Mm-hmm. She comes up and I say, okay, what is it? And then she says what it is. And she mm-hmm. smiles because she knows that I, I got it wrong yeah, initially. Mm-hmm. And then she comes and she, she kind of smiles and then almost as if... Th- if she was, she was angry or so- about something, that her sister broke something, Yeah. by the time she gets around to t- tapping my shoulder, she's actually really... Yeah. happy and she, she almost <laughs> forgets what her um so, dua would so, so, be so uh,
1: having the right etiquette of doing dua uh, actually calms us down
0: yeah so it's like the f- it's, it's it's the right foot first it's kind of starting off on the right foot that is so important in dua so you realize i'm the servant i'm asking so i'm not going to put any any conditions on dua because a lot of times what people do when you go to the kind of issue of how do you know if it's successful the conditions are there from the person asking you're asking but you I know deep down you're saying Okay, quick
1: And Give it to me right now
0: Yeah, You're not saying it but your mind is yeah. saying uh, I've waited a week I've waited a year I've waited 10 years uh-huh. I've waited 40 years That is nothing Because by saying that you have You've have, you've switched the, the, the relationship between Allah being the Rabb And uh-huh. you being the servant To you being the one that's imposing conditions You're in no situation You know that after you know, when after the Second World War, you, you, know, the, you know the actual the, the, the actual powers they had they they lost the war and then they were in no con- situation in no condition to dictate terms. Mm. We're not we're not in a situation to dictate terms. Like we have to start on the right foot. We have to say al-bana. and that idea also of doing it collectively, so it's not self-centred. Especially if it's something that's a general um, benefit, you try and include everybody in as I mentioned yesterday the benefit of that is. That they can be people within the congregation And the people that you're collectively con- con- added into, adding into this du'a That are the means by which your du'a is accepted mm. So when you have the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam People used to go to him to make du'a for them mm. And after the death of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You had like Abbas radiallahu Anhu, Who the, the, the companions used to go to Because he was a, a living descendant of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam To make istisqa, prayer for rain for example so this it, kind of the construction is actually very interesting, and then I mentioned um, and uh, We believed, or we have believed, we've done it. In other words, we know that this is what you're asking for us, and we've 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 held we've held true to that condition and that 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 kind of unwritten understanding that you're Rab and as rabb you expect us to believe in you. and therefore this is the kind of barter I said, the kind of trade which is, and therefore now lana. this is idea of if, not forgive but to heal us. In, in Arabic, if you were going to take the oldest meaning of of Falfil um, you would say heal us from our illness, It accepts that you've done something. It's actually see this is why it's such a beautiful word. It's, it, it, it's an admission that you've done something and then it is asking Allah to then rectify it. You're taking on responsibility which is part of the the, the kind of step to fulfilling this, which is actually you're admitting the problem. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, they have different steps. I don't know what they are, but I've kind Mm. of generally kind of, just in case people think I'm talking about from personal experience, I know that they have steps, and part of it Mm. is to recognize the problem. Mm -hmm. So, and the mechanism for the problem. This is exactly what's happening here. It means that heal us for something that we've done. And we mentioned yesterday ghufr is something you, An old um, practice Arabs had Of placing a type of leaf Over a, a wound But I actually think it, There's another meaning for ghufr Which is actually a, a shield that you use To protect you, yourself Your body So you're also almost saying oh Allah Heal us But also protect us and I was, We're not mentioning From what? من, من what? What is it What we've done? It's not mentioned here it's not mentioned from our indiscretions of the eyes Or the private parts Or you know Eating haram or, or slander It's just leaving it open And that's actually very interesting Because it means it's all-encompassing You can use this And you could have done, you could have done anything in your life From the moment you're born
1: So yeah what? Hmm.
0: From what?
1: Hmm.
0: Forgive us for being impatient for, hmm. for wronging so the it's view, open for eh, Rab,
1: imaan lai, Kisse? Kisse? Pata.
0: Pata. that's pata. an amazing thing because it is it means it includes every single thing
1: Subhanallah.
0: and that is the thing that Allah is teaching is a dua that you can use whether you have committed the, the, the most heinous of crimes against yourself or humanity or the most smallest of slights against Small etiquette, and therefore, that this kind of dua is actually there to inculcate within us this idea. And then Allah says, Wa'rhamna and show mercy upon us wa'anta khayrul rahimeen. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us
2: at score or check out the arc media app.